is Kai and Lafayette. We're two ex-engineers who quit our jobs to pursue the path with heart. We believe that experience is fundamental to understanding life and its concepts. So our weekly podcast is filmed and recorded on location from various parts of the world. It's thanks to our Patreon members like you that we're able to produce this content regularly. We offer varying benefits based on your pledge amount, from full-length videos of the episodes to weekly streams. So please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us some feedback, and please share with your friends. We're alive. We are living. We are alive here at the theory of living. Yeah. Coming from... Can you tell them? Yes. Chiang Mai, Thailand. You hear that, guys? We finally did it. We freaking made it. <laughs> I can't believe it. After all these sorrowful nights of crying about We're COVID. Tears. <laughs> it's actually sweat because it's extremely, <laughs> extremely hot in this corner yeah. of the room. Yeah, let's talk about that, actually. Right? I mean, this is a four-star hotel. I mean, this hotel doesn't really represent entire, you know, hotels in Thailand. But... Um, AC is not working properly. Um, I, I think they're just reducing costs. And um, is this me, by the way? Oh, sorry. Uh, so the AC is really um, not working properly. Uh, yeah. So it's really hot. And we're just like, I don't know, like 10 feet away from the uh, AC, the actual uh, bedroom area. Bedroom area is fine. I mean, it's not great, but it's fine. But this close to the window area... It's hot. Extremely hot. I mean, the temperature hot. difference is about like 10, 15. I don't know. We're actually about about to break a sweat. Yeah. <laughs> and we've just started. Yeah. Also, when you say four-star hotel for the mm-hmm. people out there hearing, it was 600 baht a night. Yes. Which is for cheap. For like cheap. $20 a night, basically. Yeah. So, you know, 10 bucks each. Yeah. I mean, uh, this hotel, I am not going to, you know, say a name of this hotel, but this hotel seemed to be um, very old, right? Mm. Um Historical, even. Uh, I, I'm sure this hotel was luxurious at first and very, um, you know, popular at that time. Yeah. But seems like uh, because of the dying tourism in Thailand, they're reducing uh, coasts just by any means they can right now. Yeah, it's understandable. And there's a lot of yeah. work to be done. But it's amazing. Mm-hmm. One thing of interest that we've talked about and we've seen is despite the fact that there's not a lot of business going on right mm-hmm. now, that every shop you go into is extremely staffed, like well-staffed. Yes. And we have to look into as to why that is. Maybe mm-hmm. culturally they've kept a lot of people on, you know, despite that maybe there's some type of stipend the government's providing. Right. But it's hard to imagine a lot of places, even like this, mm-hmm. that can still maintain a staff with relatively little to no guest right. and almost no tourism. But... That's for another episode. What we're talking about 100%. today is one of my all-time, probably the the biggest love of my life as far mm-hmm. as like physical activity is concerned, but right. rock climbing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is almost kind of nonsense that I mean, we could have could have talked about this anytime in, even in in Phoenix, but uh we specifically chose this time because well, we're going to be going to Kabi or Krabby is mm-hmm. we were made fun of for calling it. I guess it's properly pronounced could be uh, <laughs> so right. there's i mean tonsai and rayleigh known for their limestone cliffs protruding right from the ocean mm-hmm. right off the beach just amazing amazing sport climbing right um, we're not there yet um, not yet but we're going to be there soon yeah and not to mention there's some climbing here mm-hmm. crazy horse but we don't really know anybody in the area to mm-hmm. go and get out there we met some locals mm-hmm. so potentially before we leave the area we'll go climb out there 
Yeah, for sure. But I'm looking forward to being on the beach. Yes, I'm ready for it. <laughs> uh, so basically, we came here. I mean, we uh, talked about this, you know, many times on our podcast. Finally happened. We arrived in uh, Bangkok, Thailand last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, second? Yeah. The second of March. And uh, we went through the first PCR test. Uh, fortunately, we uh, tested negative. And then we stayed in Bangkok for uh, about a week, right? Yeah, about slightly a, a little over a week, I think. Yeah. And then we just came to Chiang Mai two days ago. Um, you know, being amazing. I think I think Chiang Mai is way better than yeah. Bangkok. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bangkok's your major city. It's similar to mm-hmm. a lot of other major cities yes. around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some cultural differences, but primarily it's shopping, eating, mm-hmm. all the things that you would have in a large city. All the accommodations, right. uh, commodities, and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, we, we had some fun there. We saw mm-hmm. some cool things and met some awesome people, awesome, awesome people. Thai people, mm-hmm. you know, that are very kind. But it is so much more relaxing mm-hmm. being here closer to, mm-hmm. you know, a mountain area and just more laid back. And interestingly enough, like yeah. we mentioned or sorry, not that we mentioned, but we were told that even the language and the dialect is slightly different here yes. for the Thai. So everything's slightly different, very similar, but slightly different mm-hmm. and very appreciative about it. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, we can uh, make that for another episode. Yeah, for sure. But today we're going to talk about climbing. Yeah. Um, I mean, you want to talk about like how long you've been climbing and how you started just briefly? I mean, obviously, we can talk about very details of everything, but we will probably talk about more generic um, things about climbing today. But I mean, yeah. obviously, it's important for you. Very, you know, you love it. I mean, I, I started started to become, you know, more uh, enthusiastic climber. <laughs> pretty new still, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So I mean, I think the first time I was ever introduced to climbing was probably when I was living in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't a climber at the time. And I always saw these guys climbing these huge walls, you know, whether it was like National Geographic Mm -hmm. or whatever magazine. And I thought, that is so badass. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I wish I could do that. Because to me, I thought that was just an elite skill Mm -hmm. that only the most athletic people, you know, sponsored and things of that nature could actually go do. I had no Mm -hmm. idea that you can go anybody can learn how to climb mm-hmm. and go climb pretty much big mountains and you can literally port a ledge yeah. you know which for those out there who don't know what that is it's when you literally are sleeping on the mountain right mm-hmm. so you're you're locked in and all that right. you have kind of a bed type apparatus there right all your gear with you and you sleep on the mountain um and to me i always just thought that was like so adventurous and mm-hmm. so wild and so appealing and I didn't get into it. I mean, I had a pair of shoes. I went once or twice because I had friends or family members that wanted to go to the gym or something like that. But I, I, I wasn't a climber, not not even close. It was just something Ramley did, you know, mm-hmm. something that a lot of people have experienced. Like maybe you had a birthday party. Maybe there was a rock wall that you went and climbed. That was my experience. And then 2000, I believe it was 16, I think, because we actually started together. Yes, Back in Austin, Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. at uh, Austin Bouldering Project, we went and started together, and I immediately fell in love with it. Yeah, because I'd always had the background in parkour, gymnastics, huge into weightlifting, and 
I was primarily a weightlifter at that point in my life, and it was always very enjoyable to try to get more mass or stronger, things like that. Mm-hmm. But it kind of felt like pointless. Like, what am I doing? This isn't really going anywhere. It's just yeah. lifting for lifting's sake and aesthetics and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to engage in a physical nature while also problem solving, and then on top of that, mm-hmm. I was outside in nature exploring things, doing things that I thought were beyond me that only professionals could do. And I was very fortunate because I met an Australian climber mm-hmm. who literally showed me the ropes. You know, yeah. the first day out, I'm following Trad. We're doing, like, sketchy things in Enchanted Rock. And mm-hmm. he's like, you cool with this, man? I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's just go with it. Yeah. And then the very next day, I was lead sport climbing. And then literally two days after that, I was leading Trad. So I was thrown right into the fire of it. And right. I think it was a very fortunate experience for me because the guy with he was a season you know as a veteran shout out to luke you know who you are (laughs) and so i really got this feeling of sense of adventure that i never had i've always so desired right you know i always felt like i was born in the wrong time period like everything's been discovered you've we've all heard this adage before you know like there's nothing new to be discovered Mm -hmm. but in climbing the world was made new to me and there was all these beautiful places that could go. Yeah. You could plan vacations around your hobby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is exciting. And I just kept wanting to get better and better and better. I'm still on that path. Right. So that's that's how I got into climbing. Right. And how did, I mean, well, what, yeah, what happened? Why did you fall off? Yeah, right. So the- we started together in 2016. And uh, I was still, I mean, you're, you kind of stopped cl- uh, lifting, but I kept going, right? Yeah. And then... Sometimes when it comes to physical activities and, you know, basically doing anything to improve strength and, you know, just basically be best at everything physically. Mm -hmm. So I was just pushing too hard. You know, I I would lift in the morning or during the day and then I would climb in the evening. Yeah. And running and all that, right? So I was – I just – let my body become more susceptible to uh, injuries and sure enough okay so this is the stupid stupidest part like i would do back workout during the day <laughs> and then i would climb hard right? <laughs> <laughs> so all back muscles and triceps <laughs> yeah so i i literally torn my tricep and i still remember that day um i mean at first it wasn't too bad it was the purple right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the climb. I remember exactly where it was. But then the pain was was so bad. I, I almost screamed. I, I, I Still to this day, I've never done, I've never had any pain like that. You know, yeah. very sharp pain. So I smoked weed, you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> Trying to alleviate it. Yeah. But, I mean, it was so bad. So I had to just stop it completely. Yeah. And... Yeah, and then that was it. Like I never run back to it. I was just I was too scared uh, in a way. But also I had other passions as well. Right? Yeah. I I liked running, lifting, and Muay Thai. I had other stuff already, you know, occupy my schedule free uh, free time. So I basically just you know, yeah, it. You, yeah, you you switched into those things. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because. We were, you know, we were living together mm-hmm. and we were doing these different things. Like, I'm at the climbing gym, you're at the lifting gym, and then we're going to go get dinner and go have drinks afterwards. Yeah. And it's interesting because there's so much, like, we spent a lot of time together in our lives at that point. 
mm-hmm. but it's funny because both our hobbies that we were doing pretty religiously yeah. we didn't overlap or do together which is right. weird to look back on because they think about we were talking about it the other day it's like well what were you doing I, I don't remember that and i was like yeah, yeah. what were you doing like what what were each other doing right um so that was that was a really interesting time but yeah mm-hmm. i was bummed when you hurt yourself because I mean, we were both progressing very yeah. quickly, which is, you know, easy to do when you start something. Right. And we had, you know, the strength and the background for all the body weight type stuff, but mm-hmm. our tendons and our fingers, those things take longer. Right. And that was, you know, that's something to look out for because mm-hmm. climbing especially or gymnastics, anything of this nature where you're loading the tendons and the ligaments, things that take years to develop, it's easy to apply too much tension yeah. and overwhelm that mechanically and you can yeah. fell cause injury and all these other things mm-hmm. so when you're new to climbing you have to be very periodic in the way you approach it even though you're right. stoked and you're excited you can't go every day yeah or you shouldn't you know right. for the sake of your muscles and ligaments and all those mm-hmm. other things and that's a that's a hard lesson to learn that honestly up till probably this year right and then there are so many factors, right? I mean, when you said that uh, you should do probably every other day, but then that also is not the most accurate way to judge it because it's based on you know how hard do you climb that yeah. day, right? So there are so many factors. As far as you know, I mean, this applies to other sports as well, but I think it's, it's more applicable to climbing because I think there hasn't been, relatively speaking, uh, many studies on uh, the relation between you know injury and even like measuring uh, the load on your muscles and tendons. I mean, we, we can't really quantify those things and yet accurately at least. At least there haven't been a lot of studies on that. So it's kind of, I guess, how we do it is anecdotal, like yeah. trials, trials and errors and yeah, things like that. Yeah, that's the hard thing. There's, you know, there's some studies, but there are based on a specific hold depth, you know, mm-hmm. type of hold, position your hand, whether it's full crimp, yeah. half crimp, open hand, mm-hmm. you know, how the tendons are loaded. But unfortunately, that doesn't do a direct representation of when you're climbing because right. the holds are varied. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of weight you're putting on your hands varied based yeah. on your feet, mm-hmm. position of your body, you know, your hips and all these other things. Yeah. And when you're new to something, you came in because, you know, a lot of these things don't necessarily have like you don't have like proprioceptive feedback like nerve endings and some of these sensations that you're just not aware of so you don't even mm-hmm. know how to gauge like i'm at the threshold right. like i've used too much energy mm-hmm. like i'm at risk of injury right now mm-hmm. so it's incredibly difficult and a lot of people unfortunately just have to learn by this process of trial and error mm-hmm. where you get hurt okay you back off you try to like moderate mm-hmm. and then you do something else and you get hurt again yeah. and it's just like very painful process for most mm. people and they stagnate they never actually get past the stage where they're at because they mm-hmm. either keep getting hurt or they're not loading their tendons properly enough mm. to strengthen them right and it's just it's a, like you said it's it's a relatively it's not a new sport but it's exploding in popularity right so there's a lot of misinformation out there uh you know not good information and not to say that's intentional it's not disinformation right. it's just we don't have like robust studies yes. around a lot of these things and also this is where experience is such a valuable thing right because it's personal mm-hmm. it's made for you in that in that regard you know yeah. your feedback of what 
you've gone through to help with you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people run into the situation with climbing. I see it all the time on the forums where they're looking for answers from other people. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have a methodology that they can apply mm-hmm. what works for them. I get it. We want to quantify everything. Yeah. Like we want to live in a quantifiable word world, but unfortunately most of climbing is qualitative. Even yeah. the grades. You know, so there's in bouldering we use in the US like the Waco system. So it's V, you know, I'm gonna just saying it starts at zero. It doesn't start at zero. There's mm-hmm. some things below that all the way to V seventeen. And those grades are not linear. Yeah. And depending on the style of the climb, mm-hmm. uh, for example, if it's V4, you're yeah. in a cave, you're overhung, maybe you're really strong. The holds are going to be bigger, right? right? Sorry to cut you off, but, um, you know, for the audience who don't know anything about climbing, can you explain them, you know, the difference between bouldering and you know, other yeah, uh, yeah, types yeah, of climbing? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Sorry. So you have several different disciplines of climbing. Mm-hmm. If we were to compare it to something like gymnastics, you have different categories or right. different events. Mm-hmm. So they are, they're all types of gymnastics or all types of climbing. Mm-hmm. So you have bouldering, which involves ascending a boulder from the ground up to the top, usually topping out. Sometimes you'll finish on a hold, but these climbs are from, you know, you can be barely off the ground up to a high ball, like 30 feet off the ground. Most of the time you're in like the 10 to 15 foot range. Right. And you have crash pads below you, but you have no gear. The only thing you bring with you is the shoes you're wearing yeah. on your feet mm-hmm. and then a chalk bag if you want it or you just yeah. chalk your hands before mm-hmm. and you try to go all the way up. So that's bouldering. That's my favorite because it's typically awkward and requires you to engage your body in very more strenuous positions, more power, you know, typically short. There's longer problems, but mm-hmm. not something right. like sport typically. climbing. Yeah. So sport climbing being one of the next disciplines is when you ascend a wall or a pitch or several pitches, so a rock face, and you have a rope. And you're clipping through a carabiner or quick draws as you ascend. So you're placing gear, and then you're feeding your rope through until you reach the top. So there's bolts in the wall that somebody has already drilled and put there, and you put your equipment in, and you put your rope in to protect you from falling. So that's sport climbing. And then the last type other than ice climbing, is trad climbing, which is just short for traditional climbing. So the way people used to ascend things. So again, you're going to have a rope, harness, all that jazz, except this time there's not bolts in the rock. So you're using gear to either passively protect you or actively engage. So, you know, if you've got a crack and it's like this, like a V-notch, you're going to put something in there. Typically it's going to be a cam or another type of device that gets loaded. So it's just going to be held, held there passively, mm-hmm. you know, in place. And then if you fall, that's what you land on. You're, you're being held by that. So it's typically way scarier, usually climbing like crack systems. Mm-hmm. It's not face climbing and you're putting your gear as you go. Yeah. And then finally, of course, you have ice climbing, which is just crazy madness. You know, <laughs> you got yeah. ice axes, you mm-hmm. got frozen waterfalls and you're just making your way and sending that and again sport trad ice climbing these can all have mixed climbing so you can have multiple of those things in one route right you know so maybe at one point you're taking your gloves off and ice climbing you're actually using that maybe you're clipping you know maybe you're not drilling an ice screw into the ice so those are the the primary forms of rock climbing and then of course you got free soloing which Right. Only a few people engage in because you have no gear and you're ascending something super high 
where our chances are if you fall you're going to die yeah. alex honnold we've all he's very popular probably mm-hmm. the most popular climber now he's popularized that yeah and uh i've only done it once and not very high mm-hmm. uh incredibly terrifying <laughs> i bet <laughs> yeah i uh it was this this wall in arkansas we were trying to exit this canyon and we couldn't find like the mm-hmm. exit so there's like a little area that looked pretty easy you know i was like oh it's probably like five eight or five nine it's like 40 feet whatever let's i'm just yeah. gonna go up it put the rope on me and then i'm gonna set up a, a top rope from a tree or something like that and then we can ascend you got up there to the top realized it's all just grass mm-hmm. and let me tell you that was the scariest mantle of my life i was like just grabbing the ground and just like okay i'm about to die <laughs> and as soon as i got up i grabbed that tree so yeah. quick um and again i was with the crazy australian guy luke we can't yeah. do things together. We always get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the types of climbing. Right. And, you know, uh, go back to the grading system you were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So within that grading system, where I was saying, you know, it's not linear mm-hmm. and grades are anecdotal, qualitative in that regard. Yeah. Like there's an agreed consensus on most grades, but based on, you know, your build, your body type, your strengths, your weaknesses, the difficulty is going to be varied. How hard something feels, how easy something feels. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to start to quantify climbing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it's like a foolish approach, but we should also not miss out on the qualitative, the experiential part, because that's extremely valuable. You don't want to like kind of take the joy out of a lot of this stuff by just throwing numbers and systems around all of it. Like, yeah, you have to grade things to let people know it's safe, it's unsafe. How close to your skill level can you do it? Of course. But one of the joys of climbing is the extreme personal aspect of it. Right. Yeah. But what would you say? So you've done everything but trad climbing and ice climbing. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Bouldering for sure, yeah. Um, Because I... I'm still terrified when I go up too high. <laughs> I know we were looking over the rail and you're like, "Oh, it's kind of scary." Yeah, uh, <laughs> but um, I'm sure I'll, I'll get better. You know, so I'm looking forward to it, especially in Krabby. Uh, I don't know uh, if there are multi pitches there. There are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Actually, we went and did our your first multi pitch <laughs> the <laughs> other day with our our friend Marty. Yes. In Sedona, and right. that was quite yeah, the experience. You want to talk experience. a bit about that? Yeah, uh, so that was my first uh, multi-pitch, and um, we got there in the morning, uh, really relaxed, and then the route was pretty, uh, routes were pretty easy, that's what I was mm-hmm. told, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got up there, it was, by the way, it was really cold, uh, really cold, and we had a, we had an additional backpack, and, um, but it was, you know, relatively warmer down there uh, on the ground level, so we went up. The climbing itself wasn't too hard, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, just fighting the fear, right? I mean, that was that was the one thing, first of all. And then uh, we kind of miscalculated uh, the timing. Uh, and then when we uh, when we got to the, uh, uh, the the last pitch, it was getting dark, right? Yeah. And we were expecting to actually uh, have some sort of um, walk off. Yeah, yeah, walk off. But there wasn't any, right? So we were kind of we started actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, freak out, but then 
Anyway, we got to the top and then we started rappel down, but it was dark. Yeah. Pitch dark. And then we didn't have flashlights. No headlamps. No headlamps. Just our phones. Just our phones. But the problem is, I haven't. That was my first time doing it. I mean, if I had done it before, then yes, I can. I could have done it easily. I mean, that that wouldn't have been um, uh, too much to do, you know, because you have muscle memories and things like that when you do yeah, s- certain yeah. things, you know, many many times. But then there was my first time, right? And then I had <laughs> to do it in the dark, right? <laughs> so it was terrifying. But we did it. I'm Marty too. I mean, Marty. Um, it was his was, first time yeah, too. His, his first time too. Yeah. So two beginners, and then I mean, I guess it was a lot of pressure on you because you had to make sure that everything's safe, but also at the same time you had to make sure that we were executing properly. Yeah, I was yeah, just trying to, you know, that's why when we got to the top, I was running, looking for the bolts, like yeah. we need to repel, try to get a setup to just get out of there. I hated yeah. putting you guys in that situation, but this is also kind of one of the bittersweet enjoyable oh, yeah. aspects of climbing but it also, turns into an epic yeah but also um the reason that we executed uh quite well is that uh, first of all none of us really panicked at yeah. that moment none of us really panicked uh we really focused on the problem focused on uh, on the solution rather mm-hmm. uh and then we knew that okay that the only way to get out of the situation is to actually do it yeah right so um in that sense, my mind was pretty at ease. Yeah. That, okay. All, all, it's pretty simple. I just have to do it. Yeah. Right? I just have to make sure that, you know, it is safe. <laughs> I mean, when I said it is safe, I mean that uh, the ropes are uh, tied down, uh, tied properly, and uh, the rope is in the belay, right? Uh, in the belay properly, all yeah. that. Just the few things that I was told to do it, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, in that sense, it wasn't too bad, honestly. It's just that that fear, um, doing it for the first time in the dark, um, that was a little hard. But when we got uh, <laughs> when we got down, I felt so great. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't have any thought of, oh, I'm going to die today. I, I didn't doubt it. I didn't doubt it. But at the same time, <sighs> that relief that I got. Yeah. Yeah very primal right yeah very primal. because you're like you said it was very cold high winds oh and yeah let's not forget about the cold it was oh my really gosh it was cold, cold. yeah I mean, slightly above freezing at that point yeah and none of us you know thank you remember we, i got to the first pitch and they're like oh we're just gonna leave the jackets down here and i was like no i think we, i think you should pack the jackets <laughs> i know there's not a lot of room but can right. you imagine if we didn't have yeah. jackets and we didn't have heavy Good jackets water. yeah you know and it was like thin yeah. Um, so thank thank goodness we at least brought our jackets up there yeah. and we we had water and everything of that nature. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's I don't know of any other sport outside of you know mountaineering and things like close to that mm-hmm. where you can really get s- that thrill and that adventure where your life is on the line. Yeah. Like yeah, you may not have felt unsafe, but you're very aware that yeah, if I don't double check this stuff or if I mess mm-hmm. it up, I, I could die. Or I could yeah. kill my friend or something along those lines. Right. And I think that's just so awesome to be able to be actively choosing to engage in those situations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're typically, you're prepared, you have headlamps and all the other stuff. Right. But there's always an inherent risk to climbing. As yeah. you read in every single waiver you'll ever sign for every climbing gym, it's inherently dangerous. You can die. You can get injured, seriously maimed, whatever. But there's so much freedom in taking on that risk. Mm-hmm. And 
looking at your systems, understanding it, trusting the gear and overcoming that primal fear. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of us, yeah, you get, you know, 15 feet off the ground and your body's like, yo, what are you doing? Go back down. Right. You know, but it also, for me, it's almost meditative because it puts me in a situation where it's like, I have to execute. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. When I'm, when I'm throwing the wall, you know, sketchy lead or whatever, I'm not thinking about exes. I'm not thinking about the drama with the girlfriend. I'm not thinking about any of those life's problems, my job, whatever. The only thing that matters in that moment is ascending and descending and yeah. doing it effectively. Yeah. And I find so much peace in that. I think a lot of people would also find peace in that. And that's something you can't get at a climbing gym. Yeah. Like, you just can't. You have to go out in nature and get it. And, again, you know, take the proper precautions. Go with a friend who's well-versed. Mm-hmm. You know, go yeah, with a guide. So hire somebody. Mm-hmm. And you can have the time of your life. Yeah. You can be so hooked. Yeah. And people do this. The cool thing about this sport is people do it all the way in their 70s, if not older, and still have amazing experiences it's one of the few sports where you can continually do it your entire life and have this huge benefit right and i think that's something that's often overlooked in the exercise arena or the fitness industry you know it's not about necessarily the longevity like they tell you it's longevity and things like that but i mean how many people do you know actively doing that stuff like into their 60s not a lot you know Plus, like we said before, it takes you to beautiful places. We're going to be in a foreign land. Yeah. You know, with a language we don't speak, people we don't understand all culturally, and we get to have that, and we get to do a hobby that's very enjoyable to us. And I think yeah. that's, you know, that's wonderful. And then also lets you connect with nature because you're, re- you're being put in nature. Yeah, I think that's why um, it is getting so popular these days, right? Um that the part of being in nature, right, which is a big push and then big desire these days because a lot of people spend a lot more time virtually rather than in reality. Mm-hmm. And there's that, you know, the emphasis of, oh, you, like, I want to be in nature. You know, yeah. I, I just don't want to look at it. I just don't want to see people being in nature. I want to be in nature, Yeah. right? I think that is connecting with, that you know part of climbing as well i mean you told me about this that the the climbing forums were so small even a couple of years ago but now yeah. it's like just dramatic increase yeah i in mean crazy right crazy amount of people that yeah. are doing it now and a lot of these people uh spend the majority of their time inside gyms and they might never go outside mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong i still think i love climbing at the gym i love bouldering inside it's still climbing, mm-hmm. but it definitely misses that real key sense of adventure yeah. that you get in nature and like yeah. experiencing your surroundings. And like you said, as we get more and more engaged in this virtual reality, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean that like augmented reality, all things of that nature, mm-hmm. metaverse and all that jazz, we become more <laughs> disconnected from the, yes. the, the qualitative experience right. that's all around us. You know, yeah. these other facets of reality and you know that saddens me it excites me it's a complex feeling because i for the people that i know and i like care about i want them to be able to have this real Mm -hmm. phenomenal experience of life that i can get in climbing and again what we're talking about like you're brand new to climbing yeah 
and you're able to go climb a mountain like be at the top true that's very true yeah Yeah. anybody can almost anybody can do it yeah in this sense i think you know bouldering is not like that right i mean as a beginner it could be very um could be hard yeah Yeah. especially if you go outside yeah don't take your friend bouldering outside yeah Yeah. it can be (laughs) (laughs) no i don't want to do it again (laughs) yeah but it's very rough you know it's not like climbing a rock ladder yeah most of the time it's hard even at the lowest grades you're just like this is hard and people enjoy this my skin hurts i'm going like three feet off the ground (laughs) like what is the point of this yeah but i mean other than that bouldering has its you know you and i like bouldering because we're we like being explosive and you know just trying to use as much strength as possible and overcoming that barrier and of course bouldering has its mental game just like every other style of climbing does as well Mm. but i mean i just can't preach its greatness enough (laughs) yeah I mean, uh, yeah, the nature part, just be more about that. I think, you know, I'm sure there are people who don't like to be in nature, uh, who don't prefer to be in nature, whether they prefer, um, you know, being in the city or, or, or crowded area, whatever. So, I mean, we're, we're not saying that, you know, this is absolutely the thing that everybody should yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe everybody should try. Try, yeah, try, why not, right? But everybody must do, right? Um, but definitely uh i think at least most people like to be in nature right i mean hiking and things like that but i mean again we're not really pushing any idea yeah for anybody yeah but i mean less people are the crag you know i I always enjoy that it's a little quieter (laughs) right um well also let's talk about uh climbing scene here in thailand a little bit right oh yeah so you want to talk about the gym we went to yesterday uh yesterday yeah so uh that was in Chiang Mai, by the way it seems to be that there are a couple of uh, gyms, yeah, right? Yeah, like a few. Yeah, both are outside, and uh, one of them that we went uh, was outside, really small. Maybe there were uh, one wall pretty tall, but that was not 50 uh, feet tall, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's maybe a 15-meter wall. Yeah, but uh, for sport uh, sport climbing, and then um, maybe two walls, small, maybe uh, five, uh, six foot tall, maybe, uh, maybe more than six foot, maybe 10 foot tall, something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe 10 to 12 feet. Yeah, meters. Uh, and then maybe 20 foot wide uh, wall. That was it. Uh, and then it was outside. No AC, <laughs> very hot. And, um, gee, just mosquitoes, right? That was the worst part. Yeah, they like birds. birds. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, and then we got there late. Uh, they closed at 7. But, I mean, the staff was really kind. Yeah, Quan, he was cool. Cool mm-hmm. dude. He's been climbing Shout out before. to Quan. I mean, yeah. we don't even know you, but you were cool. Yeah. Um, Oh, and then that was the first time we heard Kapong, right? Yeah, yeah. So it is Kapong Kap or Kapong Ka. That's, you know, thank you, by the way. But he said Kapong. Yeah. I guess it's the equivalent to thanks. Yeah, right? yeah. So Kap, you know, is the male polite right. way. Mm-hmm. Ka being the female polite mm-hmm. way. And that was the first time, like you're saying, yeah. where somebody's like Kapong, you know? Yeah. Like laid back, chill, <laughs> cool. Like, yeah, you know, thanks. Right. I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, what a homie. And he right. came over. He's just talking to us. Oh, where are you yeah, from? And, mm-hmm. you know, just, like, giving us the pointers and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And super cool. I mean, everybody yeah. here is so awesome. Yeah. I w- we'll talk about that, about, you know, yeah. Thailand later. But anyway, um, bouldering, if you if you uh, look for bouldering in, in Chiang Mai, at least it won't be uh, easy. You have to go outside probably. Yeah. Uh, but in Bangkok, uh, there was pretty big gym. Uh, way better. It's bigger, but uh, also 
the AC wasn't running. Uh, they have AC system, but they were they were not running it because I guess it's too expensive. I don't know exactly the reason. I would imagine that's the reason. It was midday. They, he was yeah. telling us they turn on the AC in the afternoon for the office crowds and people yeah. like that. You know, there's also probably a lot more people. Yeah. But I gotta say, I can't imagine it's very easy to get really strong out here mm-hmm. just because it's so humid it's so hot and for example the gym we went to yesterday <laughs> you know the hardest climb was a v6 which right you know like don't get me wrong like that's uh difficult for a lot of people but for most people that climb frequently and often everybody can reach right. that level pretty quickly I mean, it also has to do with the popularity right yeah so I mean, it's, if it's not popular then yeah yeah what's the point of setting v10 v11 v12 right yeah and then you got you know the climbing outside so it kind of de-incentivizes as well Mm -hmm. but like you were saying the gym in bangkok stone goat was much more modern yeah had you know normal walls lots of variations of new school holds and things like that and very friendly it had a moon board Mm -hmm. you know training area hang boards things of that nature but we were talking to the guy that works there and he was saying that you know it's blowing up even in bangkok climbing mm-hmm. scenes getting right, bigger right and that's so really exciting national phenomena basically yeah. yeah i mean you got japan so close mm-hmm. korea we see it yeah. all the time now that on instagram yeah there's people we'll go climbers too yeah so yeah. it's really cool to see that it's gaining the popularity especially in southeast asia right i think the biggest thing though like we've talked about before is going to be the acon you know air condition because right. climbing is very friction dependent depending on where you're at and what you're climbing on but you know the hotter it is the more humid the worse the friction is so it's it's hard it's hard to climb hard yeah. under those conditions right not to say you shouldn't because it's still a lot of fun there's still a lot to be gained mm-hmm. but i can totally understand why a lot of people don't enjoy climbing in those conditions oh yeah but don't let it dissuade you even if it's hot outside it's not the best situation to go Mm -hmm. climb you should try give it a shot because you can still have a lot of fun you just can't climb the hardest things but that doesn't matter because you're new to climbing anyway you're not going to climb the hardest things no matter what yeah (laughs) and uh let's i guess let's talk about a little bit about alta right Mm -hmm. uh because we uh right before this in in before we came to thailand we were in phoenix uh, arizona um, I mean, obviously, in comparison, there were a lot of a lot of good gyms, but Alta was um, the first gym, as as far as we know, that's the first gym in uh, Phoenix or I- in Arizona at least. Yeah, right? that has the fifty, yeah, foot tall uh, uh, wall. Right? Yeah, so the sport walls, much more modern gym. Mm-hmm. All the other gyms in the area, pretty old school. You know, they've been right. there for a while. Um, the holds are old. And they just didn't have a real robust gym, like a good training facility to bring up new right. climbers. So Alta has really stepped in to fill that need. Right. And the most amazing, lovable, kind <laughs> staff yes. and owners I've ever met of any gym Yeah, that made it feel so much like home. Mm-hmm. Like the closest thing to feeling like at home mm-hmm. there in Phoenix. Right. And can't praise it enough. want to give a shout out to Alta. You guys are killing it yeah seriously like everybody in the phoenix region arizona that's the gym you want to go check out you know Mm -hmm. 
Not to say the other gyms aren't good and have their own place, but if you're looking for a modern experience... Well, that's I'm, not true. <laughs> well, we, we ha- actually had um, some bad experiences in other gyms, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean... We're I, not going to really pinpoint the area, but, uh, I mean, in comparison, Alta, by far the best gym yeah. in Phoenix area. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't... If I was telling anybody who's new to the area to go... Mm-hmm go find a climbing gym just go straight to alta yeah they have two locations they have well, alta boulders right. chandler right mm-hmm. and then they have the main alta gym that just Climbs. recently opened mm-hmm. yeah and that's in gilbert mm-hmm. and they're very close to each other the the ropes gym actually has a bouldering section as well yes we got a moon board mm-hmm. they have a tension board up there tension as well board, i think mm-hmm. and all the other yeah. I mean, workout I mean, facility not just the staff but in terms of quality facility i mean Night day. There, no, yeah, there's nine, no. Yeah. There's no comparison. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a quantitative. 100 percent can say. Mm-hmm. Totally not qualitative. Their gym is better in that yeah. regard. The facility 100%. is better. Mm-hmm. And love it. Love them. Yeah. Go check them out. Everybody yeah. who's hearing this from Phoenix or the area. <laughs> <laughs> Two people. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Our three Patreons. <laughs> but um, what else you want to talk about? I mean, we have a little bit more time, but. Hmm. What do I want to talk about when it comes to climbing? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's something I could talk about forever. Yeah. And maybe the community would be a good place. Mm-hmm. I know it's changing and it's different and people have their varying opinions about that. Mm-hmm. But I would say on average, climbers are some of the most chilled, cool people you'll ever meet, especially the ones that are outside. You know, there's bad eggs in every bunch. But a lot right. of those guys sacrifice a lot of their freedom you know well-paying jobs and other things just to go climb i mean how many sports out there exist that people give up everything just to be a hobbyist right like none of these guys are going to get to elite level right but they're willing to give up everything for the sport almost yeah but also isn't that isn't that because partially you have to actually go out i mean yes you can go to gym but like if you want to climb outside like it's not like okay, so I do Muay. I've been doing Muay Thai for many years. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have to quit my job to do Muay Thai, right? I mean, I really just all only thing, all I have to do is just go to gym. Yeah. If yeah. I had an option, right? <laughs> like, I, partially that's why we're here too. We're gonna, yeah. you know, some train uh, Muay Thai uh, here in in Krabi. I'm uh, not here, Chiang Mai, but in Krabi. But not a lot of sports actually have to. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. But if you, and you yeah. don't you don't necessarily have to I mean, I've been a weekend warrior. You know, I yeah. worked the nine to five, you know, engineering job. Yeah. Went out every weekend to go climb rocks. Like, yes, if you want to progress and get way better mm-hmm. much quicker, then yeah, you're gonna need a lot of time on rock outside of people that are just, you know, exceptional, exceptional athletes that catch on really quick. Those mm-hmm. people exist. But I mean a lot of people are just willing to give up so much just to spend more time outside you know yeah. i don't know a lot of people that are willing to quit their jobs to just pursue martial arts don't get me wrong there are those people there that are, exist yeah. but it seems like it's heavily skewed in the climbing community and again mm. this is probably going to change because it's blowing up right so you're gonna yeah. have a wider population yeah, wide. mm-hmm. and that percentage is going to drop right drastically i imagine mm-hmm. 
and of course there's other things that come with this like you get more than just climbing you're getting the outdoors you're getting the hiking camping yeah mm-hmm. so it's multifaceted so right. when i say it, it's not like they're just quitting their job purely just to climb rocks right you know it's everything around it mm-hmm. and i think that's really cool but i mean a climber is the type of person i'll help you out more times than not is been my anecdotal experience yeah and i just think that speaks volumes to a sport or it makes it it makes it much more desirable to try that sport when you know the people are cool mm-hmm. like they're not worried about how hard you're climbing they're stoked you just climbed that v0 yeah like legitimately stoked for you yeah. because they know how hard it was to get to that yeah they know how hard it is to push through these barriers mm-hmm. and to see other people like overcome these things yeah like it's it's insane and the applicability is more than climbing like pushing through the grades is more applicability than just rock climbing i mean you know this in like muay thai and things of that nature or belt progression systems Mm -hmm. in martial arts overcoming these hard challenges and these difficulties right you do it in one area of your life you can suddenly do it in so many other areas that's why they celebrate it right yeah Yeah. just in different ways but yeah it's the same same thing i just again go climb that's that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely try right at least i mean you may not like it who knows but i think it's a really fun sport to try and um you know again like it comes with so many different things right hiking you know camping you know sleeping in the van yeah you know yeah all the other illegal activities (laughs) (laughs) depending which state you live in or country Yeah. yeah so um i'm sure there's maybe some subcategories that we can talk about later uh but today we wanted to just generic have some generic discussion yeah uh, about this is obviously like a brief introduction there's a whole bunch of other great climbing podcasts youtube videos i bet yeah and all these other things you could check out this is just like Mm -hmm. my experience of it right and i mean it's wonderful when you have something that you want to share with other people i think that's really how you know you love something and when you want to share it from a point of view like i'm not trying to get you i'm not trying to convince you Mm. i'm just wanting to talk about it because i love what i'm talking about yeah you know there's a lot of things that we see in life where people i feel like they don't really believe it so they're trying Mm. to make you believe it to make themselves feel better about their belief of it or their lack of belief surrounding it you know whether those are political ideologies or Mm -hmm. philosophy or things of that nature yeah but you know that's Again, another topic for another day. Yeah. What would you say has been the most satisfying moment for you in climbing so far? A moment? Yeah. Uh, for me, I think... When I did that uh, V5, you remember? Not the V6 one, but the V5 one that the blue? I... Or the, the black, first project. The black? Yeah, the first uh, project. Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, um, again, like I like explosive stuff, but I usually get results quickly. Mm-hmm. And that one, it was completely down. I just couldn't do it. And <laughs> the more I did it, the less confidence I had. And then they just surprised me. You know, I'm yeah. not that kind of person. I have, I have, uh, you know, maybe too much confidence sometimes. I've you know a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in physical like strength and everything but that one just you know made me realize that oh man i'm, not, I'm i may not be able to do this <laughs> <laughs> you know 
but I just kept doing it, you know, uh, despite that fact. Um, just killed my ego completely. I just realized that, okay, I just have to keep trying, you know, mm-hmm. keep trying in different ways, keep trying to improve. One day I will be able to do it. Yeah. And it seems just so far, even at that point. But when I finally did it, it was just an amazing feeling. Yeah. 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 What? We should we should mention that that was on our thirty day climbing challenge. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It Do you was. remember which episode? I think that was episode two, right? Episode two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, episode two. Yeah, uh, and that part was part two of uh, thirty day climbing challenge. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, we also have this on the YouTube, mm-hmm. but we did a climbing challenge thirty days. We did a test that's pretty standardized and mm-hmm. been popularized in the last year to see what grade you can climb based yeah. on several factors: right, strength, endurance, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so we took the test, and we wanted to see, with you being pretty much brand new mm-hmm. to climbing, if you could reach the grade. Mm-hmm. And you got you got V6, which was cool. And I yeah. know there's V7s out there that you can do. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't watched those videos already, you should go check them out because yeah. I think they're a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. they can give you an idea maybe how you want to structure things because we both yeah. saw huge gains yeah, from huge it. gains for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And... Again, it was a very difficult time in our lives. There's a lot. We were traveling, death of a friend, mm-hmm. and horrible sleeping conditions, situations. Yet we were still able to train, do the recording, and mm-hmm. see progress. And that yeah. was just awesome, you know. Yeah. And now I got you a little fire in your belly for more climbing. So <laughs> go check it out. Maybe it'll get you stoked. Maybe you can see what we're talking about rather than just hearing it. You yeah. know, have some fun with it. Yeah. So we're gonna uh, stay in Thailand for a while. Uh, I we don't know exactly how long. So our next few episodes will be at least, uh, you know, done here in Thailand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If if you have anything that you know, you want to see or you want to you know you want us to experience in Thailand, let us know. Please. Yeah. We'll we'll you know try our best to. We both have already succumbed to food poisoning. We've been hungover several <laughs> times. We've had a lot of amazing food. Right. We've seen elephants. Yeah. So there's a lot of things we want more to do, mm-hmm. and we want to hear your thoughts and ideas about those things, and maybe mm-hmm. we can yeah. do something to make it come true. Yeah. Okay. All right. That wraps it today. up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, guys. You guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you found some value in this episode. Please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash the theory of living. Subscribe, leave us feedback, and share us with your friends. Get out there and design a theory that calls you to experience. We'll see you next week. Thanks.